everybody. This is the Venus and Mars podcast, and I'm your host, Anya Shack. I'm a culture and trend strategist, researcher of all things hunter-gatherer, and I'm devoted to healing the divide between men and women. So if you like what you hear and you're on Team Unite Venus and Mars, then join me in growing the movement by hitting subscribe. Now let's get straight into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. You've got your host, Anya, here, and I'm back for another solo episode. So I want to dive right in. Today, we're talking about why criticism kills connection. And I want to break down what's really going on between men and women and criticism. So it's this unconscious dynamic that over time really spirals and it it breaks people apart and it creates so much resentment and confusion. But not a lot of people understand what's really going on um, when it comes to criticism. So I'm going to break it down. We're going to talk about men and criticism women and criticism, and then when men and women get together and what happens when criticism's there. And finally, I'm gonna share some replacements for criticism because you know, we all need feedback. We all need to know what we can improve on, but there's a way better way to, uh, to do it between men and women. I'm gonna give some stories and examples. So, all right, I'm excited to dive right in. So I've heard this quote many, many times <laughs> from, different people from evolutionary psychology scholars. um, And it goes like this. So men make fun of each other all the time, but don't really mean it. While women compliment each other all the time, but don't really mean it. Yikes. As a woman, this sounds a bit cringy. And as much as I don't want to admit the second part of that, it just rings true. It just rings true. I even think about it in myself. Like when I see a woman or I'm in a space of women, um, Generally, I want to give compliments. I want to uplift. I want to. I want to give a compliment right away, um, and you know that's usually what it's like in women's spaces. We do not criticize each other. It's a huge no-no. But because we're so used to complimenting each other, and mostly it's true when we say compliments to each other. But I'm certain that like there are times when I like am introduced to a new woman or something and right away my brain scrambles and like I need to come up with a compliment because that's just like our language. Um, so perhaps not all the compliments are 100 percent true. And I, and I just think that's what's happening. And I'm about to go into why women do this and why it's so important to understand. So women don't criticize each other. We really don't. But men really do. OK, so men as I've noticed, as I've seen just over the years, men's circles, friends, they're always criticizing each other. They're putting each other down. So if like you take that scenario where I meet a new woman and like right away, I want to think of a compliment, a guy will right away want to think of like a way to put him down. Right. But what's fun and what's funny is that they're, they're doing this for fun. They don't really mean it. Okay. So like, it seems like men are just relating to criticism so differently than we do. And for guys, when it comes from another man, it's like what I've noticed is it's taken like another opinion or just something to consider. Sometimes it's like a challenge or even just an opportunity to step up like, oh, you're so short. I bet you can't dunk that basketball. Right. Oh, you want to see me try? So in generally, in general, it's pretty positive. And I the way I witness men, like it seems if it's not the most positive thing, it's at least humorous which I think they all kind of intrinsically get and it, it bonds them together. It's part of like their language, right? The way that women compliment each other as part of our language, they kind of put each other down as part of their language. So I think that's interesting. 
Now, why do women have such an averse reaction to criticism? Why do they detest it so much? So I've been thinking about this a lot and it, I realize it just, it all goes back to those gatherer instincts we have. So it's in our instincts to please both the hunter and also all of the other gatherers in the group. So they allow the woman to stay. And like, it's really important to remember that for women kind of relationship and social connection, it's our lifeline. It's like our 100,000% lifeline because that's the only way we can maintain status. It's the only way we can maintain protection as opposed to a gather, as, as opposed to a hunter who maintains his status through his physical ability, through the way he hunts, through the way he fights. So he can literally come up to another man and challenge him and like prove himself or not prove himself. It's all kind of out on the open. Whereas women can't do that. We, the gatherer could never do that. That was, that was not something that she would be able to do in her, in her life. So she's not strong enough physically. So it makes sense why men are always making fun of each other, kind of challenging each other. And then in the back, in the back end, women are complimenting each other, right? Even when it may not be true, which is like a bit of a cringe factor, but like, obviously something that we've evolved to continue to do um, as part of our kind of like intrasexual understanding competition, it's just what we do. Um, and so why and how does this affect men and women together? Okay, this is like where it gets really important for people that are dating, for people that are married. I don't care if it's been two years. I don't care if it's been 22 years. This is so big because I see this happen time and time again. So because men relate to criticism as like a man thing, it's something they do with their friends and it's a challenge. When a woman criticizes them, it's it's like a challenge, only they can't they can't fight her like they would a man. So instant depolarization, right? They walk away feeling defeated, emasculated. That happens instantly. I'm gonna go into a little more detail in a second here. And then on the flip side, Sometimes men criticize women, right? They're like, just like they're criticizing their friends. They expect women to take this as a joke, like maybe even an invitation to step up um, the way that men do with men, right? So it makes sense that they would, would think women would see it that way, right? But women do not react this way. Back to what I said before, like we do not criticize each other in women's circles. It's just like not part of our female MO. Because why, 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 why? because we shut down completely, because the gatherer's instinct is to please. The moment that a criticism comes through in that way from someone you love, someone you care about, right? This is what she's thinking in her head. This is wrong, I'm wrong, I didn't please, that means I'm not safe. Her fight or flight response is on, and I swear to you guys, gentlemen, she will never, ever, ever wanna do that thing ever again or anything close to it. So it's like, if it's a criticism of food she made, she will, will not want to cook again, right? What happens is it's the opposite of step up. She will completely step down. She'll feel super, super tiny. It's like anything she was working on will kind of diminish um, along with her creativity, her sexuality, and her femininity, right? 
femininity thrives on praise. Okay. It just thrives on praise. She'll also blame the guy for doing that to her. So she'll be less open to him, less receptive. And this dynamic happens all the time. It's missed so much by men and women because they're relating to criticism the way that they do with their same sex. So that's kind of like what happens when men criticize women. No bueno, not a good idea. And, and later on a little bit, I'll talk about like what the what a better way to speak uh, feedback is, what a better way to get across what you want to say or what's not working for you is. So for now, though, I want to move on to the flip side, right? Why? Because it sounds like men are down with criticism, right? Why do they detest it when it comes from a woman? It activates that competitive nature and it makes them want to fight. That's what it does, right? It's that step up, that challenge, but they can't do it. So like I said, just a little bit before, they're emasculated, they're they're castrated because their body feels like they were just essentially challenged by a man, right? And they're naturally, when they're challenged in that way, whether it's humorous, like a put down, criticism, they can't react the way that they would with a man. And they can't throw a joke back either because of what I just shared about women, because men instinctually get that this doesn't work for women. So they just, they retreat and it depolarizes that sexual charge, that attraction, right? It's it's like man, it's like the man suddenly feels like he's sitting with a man, okay? Men also know, like they know that criticism isn't a thing women do lightly. They don't do it for fun. So if it's coming towards them, they know it's like this negative kind of spiteful thing. And this dynamic just completely erodes that sexual desire that men have for their women. So on both sides, it just erodes sexual desire completely, okay? Criticism is no good between men and women. So again, between men and men, it works. Between women and women, it doesn't work. But between men and women, it for sure doesn't work. So you might be asking, okay, so how do we tell our, our partners we don't like something or needs aren't being met or something's not going well? And I've I've been thinking through this for, for a few years now. And really, I've kind of coined this term that I like to call, you get to declare a statement of need, right? A statement of need as opposed to criticism for what's not working. What a statement of need does is it it takes the focus off of your partner, right? It takes the focus off of like, you, 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 you did this, you did this, and it places it back on yourself, on me. It says, why am I disappointed? What do I need? What am I looking for from you, right? This is so powerful. It's such a powerful way to invite your partner into something bigger and greater, a real step up, right? And like, yeah, the put down jokes between men and women, they don't work. That's something that should be reserved for male male spaces. I I, I really believe when it comes to the the polarizing and the the maintenance of that sexual attraction and that like fire, you know? So essentially, I want to share a little bit of a story. Like how does a statement of need contrast with a criticism, okay? And I'm going to share a story about uh, a woman being given the opportunity to take the critical route or take the statement of need route. And just listen in, men and women, you guys that are listening, just really listen and, and hear the difference and hear how it might feel in your body, actually, to say those two different things, okay? So it's a little story time. 
Abby and Steve are married, right? Steve promises that after work, he'd come home, take the kids to the movies, okay? So he gets home a few minutes before it's time to go, and he's stressed, he's overwhelmed, and he's just, he's focused on a project at work. So he comes in the door, and he tells Abby he can't take the kids anymore, he's sorry, he'll make it up to them, he's really sorry, he kisses the kids and says that he's sorry to them, he walks up the stairs to his office, okay? It's like a very pivotal moment. Because Steve is in tunnel vision right now. We're on this podcast, we talk about men that want to identify with their masculinity um, and women that want to identify with their femininity in partnership with each other, right? Of course, we all have both um, energies in our consciousness. And so in this moment, he's really in tunnel vision, okay? He's in tunnel vision and he's focused on a project and that's that's how men are. We've talked about a million times here how... Um, men are extremely singular focused. And that's because they're really, really passionate about, about doing the things they're doing and providing. Sometimes they get sidetracked. So Abby takes a deep breath and she makes a choice, okay? Because she's gonna confront him right now. That's just, that's just the matter. Like that's just the fact of the matter, okay? And so I, I kind of came up with two ways that Abby could respond, okay? And I want you to really close your eyes even if you're listening to this. And I'm going to speak the critical response and the statement of need response. Okay. So the critical response, you're so selfish. You never do what you say you're going to do. You're the worst husband, the worst father. I'm so annoyed and mad. Right. Ooh, uh, that's so icky. That's, that's hard. That's, that's just mean, right? It's mean. Um, it's justified, but it's mean. And in my experience, it's not effective though to get the result that we're looking for. So close your eyes again, and here's the statement of need. Remember, I said the statement of need essentially invites your partner into something greater because it takes the ownership off of them and places it back onto you. Steve, I'm so disappointed. So are the kids. I feel rejected. I know the kids feel abandoned. I know they said it's okay, but they're so hurt. I can see it in their faces. I'm mostly hurt because you're out of integrity. You promised and you didn't do what you said you were going to do. I know you're better than that. I really, really crave your integrity as a husband and as a dad. Woo! That second one. I got chills. I've got goosebumps, right? Because I've got goosebumps because that is, that is something that is spoken that both parties can understand, right? Response one is asking for a fight, while response two is an invitation for Steve to make a choice. It's a respectful way to, to give feedback that says, I'm not happy with this. This is not good working for me. This is no bueno, this is not good, but it doesn't do it by putting Steve down, right? It invites him to see the bigger picture. So Steve then has a choice after he hears a statement of need because when he hears the criticism, he's just gonna continue because he's just essentially going to continue to spiral. Like I am terrible, I am the worst, I am the worst. So I might as well just like finish this project and at least I can do that, you know, more tunnel vision. Whereas the statement of need really invites him to say, hold on a second. Oh yeah, what is my legacy as a husband, as a father? 
I made a promise. It's an amazing opportunity to pull Steve back from his tunnel vision. And this is the magic of men and women. This is the magic of feminine power. It's not easy because women have been taught to do the criticism thing over and over again. But in my experience and the experiences of the couples that I work with, the women that I talk to, the men that I talk to, it's not effective. We've got to learn to speak the language of love. And the language of love includes a statement of need and not criticism. So it's so worth it to do this. And so kind of doing a little recap on this little episode, I'm, I'm just I'm super, super passionate about opportunities that men and women can take to, to really connect deeper, to come closer. And this is one of those. So really thinking about how men and criticism work, how women and criticism works, how men, women and criticism <laughs> works and doesn't work. And just really thinking about um, using a statement of need in our lives when we are frustrated, when we are angry, when we are we are mad, and we want to we want to declare what's missing. And the most effective way to do that is to really bring it back to what you need, what you feel, what you're looking for from your partner. And so I hope this has been interesting, effective. And I'm excited for you all to take this into your lives and start to apply a statement of need. All right, until the next one.